Toronto is under a shoreline hazard warning. The group that issues this hazard warning is the Toronto Region Conservation Authority. And here on the line is Rehana Rajbali. She is senior manager for the flood risk management team at the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Good morning, Kelly. Can you tell us when uh, you decide that you're going to issue a shoreline hazard warning? Absolutely. So we have two different criteria for a shoreline hazard warning. One of them is based on a static lake level, so the actual level of Lake Ontario itself. When it crosses over 75.5 metres, as we're starting to approach today, uh, it starts to pose kind of those earliest hazards where we start to see shortened beaches, you know, some, some ponding and park areas along shorelines, those earliest impacts. But of course, as we know, the lake levels do continue to rise at this time of year. They've been rising sharply and they are going to continue continue to rise because of three reasons. The first is inflow from Lake Erie via the Niagara River. The second is that the outflow at Lake Ontario, which is controlled by the International Lake Ontario St. Lawrence River Board, does get moderated in order to balance upstream and downstream risks. So there's not a lot of water leaving the lake as much as there is coming into the lake right now. And all that rainfall that we're getting, of course, eventually makes its way into the lake. So that water level is going to continue to rise. But today, especially, we also have a concern with the waves. Because we're getting those winds coming across from the east, it's building up momentum and we're going to see waves up to about two meters. That's the offshore wave height. It's a little less than that when it actually strikes the shore. And those are what's causing the concerns for a shoreline hazard warning today. Tell us your concerns and uh, the real concerns if you open up the uh, outflow. Well, see, the thing is the, the outflow is what's, you know, what's regulated and the more that the outflow is opened up the better relief there is for Lake Ontario but what you have to remember is they're trying to balance upstream and downstream risks so any increases to the outflow can worsen the situation downstream in Montreal because all that water from Lake Ontario then flows into the St. Lawrence and adding to that flow is also whatever's coming down the Ottawa River so that's why the International Lake Ontario St. Lawrence River Board has been moderating that that outflow in order to balance the downstream risks at Montreal with the upstream risks along the shoreline. So what's going to drive any further risk to Lake Ontario shoreline residents is going to be weather conditions in the coming months. If we tend to get more rain and the inflow from Lake Erie continues to stay quite high and um, you know whatever's going to happen in Montreal also affects us because as the water levels there start to recede, only then can they start to open up the outflow a little bit more to you know balance those risks. We were speaking with Brad Ross from the city of Toronto earlier on today about uh, the the lessons that the city learned from the 2017 Toronto Island floods. What did the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority learn? Well, we, jointly, we learned a lot of things. The first thing we had a better understanding of was where those impact thresholds were. And in 2017, we were able to assist the city to very quickly deploy some of these emergency response measures, for example, on the island. But since that time, we've been working together. And so there have been uh, berms and whatnot put into place that are already there, already in place proactively, together with some piece of equipment like sumps that can allow for pumping, you know, once water levels start to rise and, and those berms are, are 
are helping to protect the island to make sure any rain that falls on the island can, you know, drain properly back into the lake with the assistance of those sumps and pumps. We also work together. Um, the City of Toronto provided funding, and we leveraged the National Disaster Mitigation Program funding to work together on a flood risk characterization and, and response plan. So there's a lot more measures in place. Communication channels have been opened uh, since early in last week and, and before that, where we've been providing updates to all our municipal partners. So we're, we're moving and we're in a much better prepared position and we're ahead of the storm, if you will, in this case. Whereas in 2017, we're really learning what the impact might be as we went along. This time we have, you know, maps ready and, and we have plans ready and we're already talking to our municipal partners as we have been well before we actually issued this warning. Springtime, it's always a time where, you know, things start to melt and, uh, you know, we see some increased uh, water on our uh, rivers and shoreline. Are we seeing more frequent shoreline hazard warnings being issued in the city of Toronto? Well, the thing to remember is that we actually lowered our thresholds for shoreline hazard warnings after 2017. In fact, we didn't have uh, appropriate thresholds locally. We were interpreting based on some thresholds that have been set for Burlington and for Coburg, and so they ended up being really high. But what 2017 thought, uh, what it thought, <laughs> what we learned from 2017 was that those levels were a little bit too high, and so we've actually lowered the threshold. So naturally, as a result of that, you're going to start to see more more warnings because we have a better understanding of where the impact levels are. Certainly, you know, we saw very high lake levels in 2017, and we are seeing them again this year. So we've had two exceptionally rainy springs happen back to back. When does the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority uh, decide to uh, increase the shoreline hazard warning to the next step, which I would imagine would be a shoreline hazard alert? So it's interesting. Unfortunately, the the terminology, because we try to be consistent with uh, conservation authorities around the area, it's really kind of a shoreline hazard warning. But what we do is update the local conditions, right? So so the warning covers a a broad range of of potential impacts. It isn't quite the same as what we do for our rivers. A good example on our rivers is right now we have a water safety statement in effect. Well, we're not really anticipating flooding on the rivers. We're just anticipating higher, faster flows and reminding people to stay away from the banks. And that's just for, you know, today and tomorrow, uh, all the way through until Friday. By the weekend, the rivers are going to be back to normal, no problems there. But the uh, the thing to remember on the lake is that it can be a long run event, but then every time we have these, these waves, there is that concern for public safety. So it really is a shoreline hazard warning, but but it, it's covering a broad range of impacts. What we are going to do is continue to update those warnings, um, you know, on pretty much a weekly basis, or if we start to see uh, another set of conditions emerge, like winds coming from another direction Mm. that can also cause erosion or wave impact. I appreciate your time today, Rehana. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a great day.